Hello and good morning. Welcome to another edition of Pastor's Pad Podcast, a daily reflection on life with Jesus. And today it is a continuation of Holy Spirit Wow, part four. And today's focus of the work of the Holy Spirit is going to be something that's been going on in uh, my life and the life of my family for the last few months. I've said this before throughout these um, that, uh, you know, there are so many times in life, uh, typically actually, I think you look back on life and you can see the Holy Spirit at work. You can see how God moved things and directed things and had his hand in things, even in some of the darkest moments, even in some of the times when it doesn't feel like any, he was anywhere near or answering prayers that God was at work, like the story of my sister-in-law and the adoption of my niece. Um, and uh, there are other times when it's just, uh, you know, you, you spend some time reflecting on life and you can start to see how maybe there was a nudge here and a push there. But then there are a few moments uh, throughout the course of your life where you are in the midst of God's holy and mighty work that you can actually see, almost touch, uh, if, if that makes sense, um, because it's happening right now around you and you're aware of it. And I can tell you for me in the last two or three months, whatever it's been, it's all running together for me now. Um, there have been moments of sheer joy and excitement and then tears, but good tears and just, uh, you know, goosebumps and things that I felt like God is on the move in our lives. And it, it's just, it's undeniable. And um, here's a little bit of the story. So for a long time, I have had in my heart um, uh, a burden for the city of Portland. Uh, and when I say the city of Portland, if you're from there, it's Portland, it's Vancouver, it's all the surrounding areas. Um, but I grew up in that area um, and I worked four hours away from there at Walla Walla University for 14 years. And I just knew a lot of people that graduated or went down to the nursing campus that was there. And though there are some really good churches in the area, for whatever reason, they weren't connecting uh, or staying connected to church and to community. Um, and that just kind of, um, you know, lived in the community, but they weren't a part of any faith uh, community. Um, and so I've had this burden for a while for people in that vein and for this beautiful city that is weird and and awesome. It's, a, it's people that really express their views and their minds. Um, they are uh, trying truly to be themselves and they celebrate that. Um, so anyway, I've had this burden for a while. I've got a friend of mine who started, uh, well, took over this church in Southern California um, called Crosswalk. and. He has in uh, six, seven years done some amazing work there and the ministry is growing and the influence is growing um, and took it from, you know, uh, just a small group of people that were meeting to a lot of people that are meeting and not only meeting in Redlands, but they've started planting churches, Chattanooga and Foothills in LA and uh, in um Northeast Atlanta and Clinton, Massachusetts and all these conversations. So for a while, he and I were kind of talking and saying, man, wouldn't it be cool if we um, planted a church in Portland, we planted a crosswalk church in Portland. Their brand and flavor of work is so, I think, you know, what is needed in Portland. It's very focused and specific on loving well, on being a, a place of belonging, um, on caring about the worship experience, um, on doing meaningful work in your community. There's just so many things that align 
in well with, with what Portland's all about anyway. And what it seems like the people that are disconnected have been looking for a different expression of the gospel in that area. Um, so anyway, uh, we've been talking about it for a long time, but then a few months ago, we just had this conversation and it was kind of a, you know, well, what if it was sooner rather than later and, and what, and, and kind of, you know, felt like maybe God was up to something. And so we said, well, let's just have some conversations and see what happens. And Tim was already having some of those conversations, um, with leaders in Portland, with the Oregon conference of Seventh-day Adventists, with, uh, a, a small group of people there that were interested in something like this. Well, um, as it turned out, long, long story, but we ended up having some conversations. Um, and when we went to meet with the conference officials, it was kind of this idea that they had already put out just two, three days before our meeting, this article saying that they were cutting their budget pretty big. Um, some financial challenges and different things, they're trying to be smart and wise. And so they go to cut their budget uh, and we're thinking, well, they're not gonna wanna hire somebody during this time, they're not gonna wanna plant. But we had a really good conversation with the conference president. Um, who was really focused on growing the kingdom of God in whatever way, whatever was needed, whatever it takes. Um, and it was such a good conversation, so much good heart and uh, talk about Jesus and what he was up to in Portland uh, that we went away and we felt like, you know, maybe this, maybe this is actually going to happen. Um, you know, maybe, you know, there is this, this desire, but then a uh, week, two weeks later, COVID hits. And suddenly people are shut down, conferences all over the place are worried about their financial future, as are a lot of people. So again, it was kind of this, well, surely this isn't gonna happen. Mind you, in the meantime, we met with this amazing group of people in the Portland area that were so excited, talked to them about Crosswalk, and they all just felt like this is what they've been waiting for. This is the kind of church community that they've been looking for for a long time. And so, again, just the feeling that the Holy Spirit was up to something, but but so many obstacles and so many things in the way. Um, we continue to talk, we continue to pray, we continue to feel like the Holy Spirit was on the move. And again, conversations and moments where you're just in tears or you're laughing and it just feels like, the spirit is moving and and then after a while came a call and the call was from the Oregon conference with an invitation to come and plant crosswalk portland uh, during this time of covid during a time of financial uh, crunch feeling as if now is the time the spirit is on the move and people need the gospel community like what we can present through crosswalk um, you know, and, and, and so here we are, we're, we're packing up our house, we're getting ready to move back out to the Northwest. We're leaving some really good people here in our ministry in Ohio, people that have blessed us, that have challenged us, that have created such warm and welcoming community here. It is hard to leave them, but at the same time, we know that God is on the move and God has something for us, which means he has something for them that is different because a church isn't about a personality, it's not about a person, it's about Jesus. The church is about Jesus always um, and building up his kingdom of God, not Crosswalk's kingdom, not Kettering's kingdom, not uh, anybody else's kingdom, but Jesus's. And so that's the work that we're all called to. And if you're being called to something right now, I don't know what that something is. Um, and I'm sure it's scary. I'll be honest. The idea of going to a city to plant a church that can't meet, <laughs> it's a little daunting. Um, but again, God is on the move. I have no doubt about that. And he saw COVID coming a long time ago. He knows what he's doing and it's our job to trust. Um, and in times like these and calls like these, I often think about the call of Moses 
There's other calls too, Jeremiah um, and Joshua and others, but Moses continues to pull me back um, because when Moses is called to go and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, uh, he's been a, a shepherd for 40 years in the desert. A shepherd was the lowest person on the totem pole as far as the Egyptians were concerned. Uh, it was laughable that Moses would have done that. And he did it for 40 years. And after 40 years, he didn't feel like he was all that. Um, and, and then you know what happens. God comes to Moses in the burning bush and he calls him to go and lead his children. And Moses is thinking, you have got the wrong guy, which is a common response. Um, you know, he's like, you got the wrong guy. He even says in verse 11, he says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And then he goes on and tells him more and he gives him sign and all these things. But what's crazy about it is God didn't even answer Moses's question. <laughs> Moses says, who am I, God? I mean, he probably wanted God to say, well, you're, you're Moses, leader of a thousand sheep and more than capable of taking my people from Egypt into the promised land. Um, you know, probably wanted him to build him up and tell him all the reasons why he thinks Moses can do that. And he does give him a reason why he thinks Moses can do what he's asking. He says, I will be with you. So what qualified Moses is the same thing that qualifies you and me. It is not our talents or our ability. It's not our education. It's God's presence. God's presence qualifies us to go and to do. And that is our call. So I don't know what he's calling you to do today. I don't know what the work of the Holy Spirit is um, is doing in your life right now. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if you can sense it or if it'll just be one of those moments that you look back and you say, oh, that's where the Spirit was at work. That's what he was up to. I don't know. But I do know this. I do know he's up to something. Um, and I do know that whatever it is you're going to be asked to do, it'll probably scare you a bit. Maybe it'll scare you a whole lot. But what qualifies you to do it is God's presence. He said, he will be with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. And he's asking us to build up his kingdom, the kingdom of God, the gospel, the message of Jesus. Um, and so may we have the courage and strength to do that today. Father God, thank you so much for another day that you have blessed us with. Thank you for love and grace beyond measure. Thank you that you qualify us with your presence to go and do whatever it is you ask us to do and that you're active and at work all around us, whether we see it or not. Give us courage today to follow you wherever you lead us. Give us hope and peace that you are at work even when we don't feel it. And may you continue to pour out your Holy Spirit presence and the power and the love and the mercy and the grace that comes with that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you and your pray. we pray in your name. Amen. All right, one more edition of Holy Spirit Power. Tomorrow, we're gonna to talk about Holy Spirit Power to transform life, to change someone from the inside out. It's powerful, I've seen it, and I wanna talk about it. So thanks so much for listening in. This has been another edition of Pastor's Pad Podcast, a daily reflection on life with Jesus. Thanks so much. Take care and have a great day. Thank you.